What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, whether you're watching us here on YouTube or listening in on the audio version of the podcast, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. And then please come back here every Wednesday. See what we're talking about. Kind of like this week's topic, we are talking about our top three movies that feel like Christmas but aren't technically Christmas movies. And yes, we batted around that description a lot in the pre-production <laughs> meeting so that I would hopefully say the you nailed right it. thing. You nailed it. I think I got it. Now, what's going to be the title of this? We'll see what fits in the description, how many characters I can put in. It's got to be at least 15 words, Brody, at least. At least, at least. All right, I am Brody Hanson, joined by Charlie and Tudong Dylan. Hey. Right. Hey. So... So this top three is a little bit different, and I think there was potential for us to have very different lists. So I am curious how you guys went about picking this list and what you kind of count as a movie that feels like Christmas, but is not a Christmas movie. Tudong, I'm, I'm very interested in how you, how you picked these movies. There, it's an eclectic list, I have to say. The third one came just to a snap decision. Just I'm like, all right, Christmas movie, not Christmas movie, this. All right, yeah, that, that works. Works. Some of the other ones, they have Christmas in them. But they do, for me, feel like Christmas. They, they for me, are things... I mean, some of them, even though I, I mean, they may be obscure, they may be funny choices, but you know, they, they're, they're, they're comfortable choices. You know, comfortable like Christmas, like a, a warm, gives you a warm feeling somehow. Okay, all right, Charlie, how about you? So, for something to be a Christmas movie, Christmas has to be like essential to the plot, and this kind of goes for you know any any genre of of movie. Um, you know, so if you take Christmas away from Elf, it's just, there's no movie. Sure. It doesn't exist. It can't exist beyond what it's what it's the, the theme is. But there are movies that like maybe have like a loose element of Christmas mentioned in it. Maybe it's a maybe it's decorations in the background or just a little bit of the backdrop for, for parts of the storytelling that could easily be replaced with something else. Maybe a couple of lines of dialogue, a character's costume, uh, something that could be easily manipulated or adjusted, and then suddenly the movie is exactly the same. Um, you know. So I try to picture myself in a studio room and, and, and we've got this completed movie and then someone comes in the room and they're like, we didn't get the rights to Christmas. <laughs> and so oh, we, got, we couldn't use it. We didn't get the rights. And so we, we got we to redo everything. And, and do we have a movie still? You know, it would, if we have to take out all the Christmas uh, references. Uh, but all three, and I did three, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going long here, but I'm, I'm giving you my methodology. Three categories. Movies that I enjoyed with my family, movies I enjoyed with just my wife, and movies that I enjoyed just by my lonesome. Uh, wow. And so one of each of those three categories shall be represented in my list. Okay. Wow. Nice. Okay. That is, that is very structured. <laughs> I didn't go that structured. I just picked movies <laughs> that, that feel like Christmas movies to me, but they're not like directly about Christmas. They probably had, I think all of them take place during Christmas. And so to me, they're kind of like Christmas movies, but they're not actually Christmas. So, all right, well, we've got our ugly sweaters. I've got my eggnog. Charlie has his raging Christmas fire behind him. 
Yeah, it's hot. I, I, I got my sleeves rolled up. I'm like, yeah, this fire. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get this top three started. Nice. All right, top three. I think, I think it's starting with me. We shall see yep. when I okay. go to the next one. It is me. It's Edward Scissorhands. Oh. This one. Yeah. Okay. Now, now this one is. It has a large portion of it, and at, at, at least like the climax of the movie is taking place during Christmas time. It's taking place in winter. Everybody's decorated for Christmas. The parts that are like during summertime almost feel a little like, uh, like off a little bit because everything else, like all of the Edward Scissorhands stuff, like feels very Christmassy. And in the end, like he. You know he's doing ice stuff and he's causing it to snow and all this stuff and so this for for me this has always felt kind of like kind of Christmassy you know you've got the snow you've got the yeah, winter you've yeah, got the decorations he's trimming trees for half Very the movie sensible. you know and so mm -hmm. it just you know I don't know it's it's not overtly Christmas I I you know there's not a whole lot I don't even think there's like actually. I don't think they actually make it to Christmas Day. I think he, he runs away, like, beforehand. But, yeah, so this one just kind of, for me, has spoiler. felt like Christmas. Uh, that he runs away? That's the spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a Tom Cruise movie, bro, obviously. I mean, what do you mean, runs away? <laughs> you should, now I can't you watch should, it. I now I can't even... You should never run with scissors. You should never it's do it. It's true. It's true. So it's a sad thing because he starts running with scissors and he falls and he impales himself and then the credits roll and there's like a tagline that says never run with scissors kids. Very <laughs> <laughs> crisp. Did you know that? Did you know that Johnny Depp reprised this Edward Scissorhands role for for a very like two seconds bit in a Family Guy? I did I not believe that. that when that was really him. Yeah, that was him. He did. That. I did. Not That's an excellent that. movie though and an excellent choice. Very warm, very sentimental. Yes. About love and accepting people, even though they have deadly razors on their hands. Yeah. All right, that's my number three. All right, Tudong, your number three is... My number three is uh, The Secret of My Success. I'm not exactly sure why it, it came out at Christmas. <laughs> There's a Christmas tree at the end. This was the one where I was. I said to the wife, "I, I said, tell, say Christmas movie, but not a Christmas movie." And then I've got to say the first thing that comes to mind. And somehow or another, this one came up. I don't know why. I remember seeing this in the movie theaters with like my dad and my brother. And I mean, yeah, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. Michael J. Fox. And, <laughs> he was very. Uh, he was good at it. I don't know why Christmas though, but it just kind of came to mind. It was. It made. It did. It does feel like a very, it's a warm movie, it's nice, and it's, it's you know, childhoodish. you know, all the things Christmas should be. <laughs> this was, this was, this was, by the way, just, just for the record, released in April uh, of 1987, uh, and I think the whole movie, if I, if I remember correctly, takes place during the summer. <laughs> it's like, there's like, it's like Los Angeles, they're out by the pool. It's New York. It's, all, it's New York. <laughs> is it New York? Los Angeles. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen it's, 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 it's a long time. I don't remember. I certainly don't remember a Christmas tree. 
I'm sure there must have been one in the end. At least there was a tree. There was a tree. There was a tree. There was definitely trees. Hey, hey, hey it's a this Christmas was, movie to you, and that's what matters. This was my wild card, all right? This was my uh, this was my Charlie Kelly right here. This is wild card. I don't know how okay. it came from, but I stuck with it. I stuck with it. There you go. There, there is Dylan's number three non-Christmas Christmas movie. Hey, Charlie, you're coming in a little loud. Can you lower your volume just a smidge on your microphone? All right. Charlie, your number three is... Oh, I thought about putting this on my list. Uh, so I just, I kind of, so each of my three is, is like a general category and then I'll pick a representative from that category to kind of be the flagship. So in this case, probably the first one, uh, you know, the Sorcerer's Stone is kind of like, you know, it's got a, a nice Christmas tone, but I think usually, usually around this time of year is when uh, we decide, oh, we're going we're gonna to watch the Harry Potter s series again with the, with the kids and, and then we usually get a couple movies in, and then we usually peter out, which is why we never we never quite make it to the end. Uh, which you know, the end you know, the, the more serious and dark they get, the less they feel like you know, real, real Christmassy. Uh, but those first few, when they're when they're youngins, uh, you know, there's a there's a Christmas elements in the movies, and you know, there's certainly a, an, an air of magic and wonderment is nice at this time of year. So I, these are are fun family movies that we we tend to enjoy around the holiday. And there's you know, there actually are Christmas trees in them. And which, which one do you guys find the most, magic trees. most most like which one do you guys usually are like this was its peak right here this was the one the peak like the best of the of all of them yeah like what is your guys's favorite there has got to be at least one mm. where you guys are like we like the, i don't I mean, I, I mean i really like azkaban i really like um half-blood prince as well that's i think that one's one of my favorite books is half-blood prince i um, think azkaban is my favorite Asman, yeah, Asman's excellent. But yeah, I, you know, Charlie, and I, I think, I think what helped with the Christmas feel of these is that for a long time, ABC through the month of December was just like continually playing these movies, like leading up to Christmas, yeah. and so it did kind of have this kind of, especially the earlier one, like like the first Harry Potter, especially, like had a fairly long like winter christmas scene and so those earlier ones i agree did feel quite a bit christmassy which is yeah. why i thought about putting it on my list but i didn't <laughs> and they were they were released like late in the year too so it was like a you know, yeah i think they were usually like the november ish like late november like mm -hmm. the thanksgiving holiday -ish. yeah, yeah. Right. so I, I saw like a few of these in the theater around around christmas and Always a fun time. Well, when I was younger, time to go see movies. Now, not so much. But yeah. I know you never go to the theaters yeah. anymore. Well, you know, I mean, there was that COVID thing, but also movies are expensive and terrible. And leaving the house is the worst. <laughs> All right, moving on to number two. My number two is oh yes, it's another Tim Burton movie. Must have been something about winter Christmas time around this time in Tim Burton's life, because these came out pretty close. They might have even been back to back. I don't know. Because um, this was this was ninety one. 
And then I think Edward Scissorhands was after this. Anyways. I thought Edward Scissorhands was 90. It's 92. Was... Did you know 93? No, it wasn't 93. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But this one takes place during Christmas. I think this one, of all the Batman movies, really took advantage of like the season that it took place in the most like this one is just takes place during christmas if there's snow outside there's christmas trees outside there's like the last lines of the whole movie are yeah yeah merry christmas alfred goodwill towards men and women and cats and cats <laughs> so yeah this one this one just for for not being a christmas movie for being a Batman movie of all things, feels very Christmassy. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, by the way, 90, 92 for Batman Returns okay. and nineteen ninety for Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Oh, I see. My should gone with my first so, guess. I said ninety. So Edward was in between the two Batman movies. Yeah, I knew that they were like right around the same time. So he must have had something going on where he was. He really liked Christmas time. But there you go. My number two. Christmas Batman, Batman Returns. Really? Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Remember that, kids. <laughs> but a kiss can be deadly if you eat it. Thank you. I'm glad somebody finished that. All right. <laughs> two dong. My number two. Your number two. My number two isn't quite as off the wall as my number three. It is The Prince and the Showgirl, Marilyn Monroe and Sir Lawrence Olivier. Um, I have no idea what this movie is. This movie actually takes place around that kind of time. And I, there is a, a long sequence. I can't remember. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a while. But uh, it, there's a coronation or, it's, or it is, in fact, Christmas or it's New Year's. Something along those lines. And that's the kind of thing that when, uh, when I was younger, we would, we would kind of sit, sit and watch, like, you know, in, in what's happening. It was in England, and we'd, we'd see the, uh, all that kind of stuff. And it always... This movie always just kind of, when I'd see the whole thing, just it had some sort of a, almost like a filter of um, just that kind, that, that exact kind of old fashioned right there that, that you mm -hmm. get, you know, at the grand folks house, you know? Oh. I, I, have, I have never seen this movie. I have no idea what it is. It's obscure. It's Marilyn Monroe, Lawrence Olivia. You'd think more people would know about that, you know? <laughs> Dylan's a big true. Marilyn Monroe fan. He is. This he, is true. He is. This is true. Very true. She did very well. Charlie, have you seen this one? No. no I don't think no. I've shown you this one. Yeah. This one. That's I got to admit, like, I, my pre-1980s movie viewing is very limited. Pre-1977. Was, was special about 77 is that when you, is that when star wars that's when, that that, like? well that's when the first star wars came out and then you had jaws and you had superman the movie uh oh yeah there was, there was there was a couple kind of in those late 70s but really anything before 77 i'm like uh, i don't know yeah all right well good pick good pick there you go yeah i all agree right. My great, pick. <laughs> great pick all right charlie my number, number two, two involves involves the fireplace behind me it's not Christmas without without some rom com. I love a good a good holiday rom com. Now, not like the like like if I'm being honest, and I, I know this may be a controversial statement to some. I didn't actually like Love Actually all that much, which is I both either. a movie that takes like wholly around Christmas and has like the 
the Hugh Grants of the world and lots of lots of big stars in it. I just I didn't I didn't it didn't take I didn't take to it. There's some some of those plots are pretty. Uh, I don't know, but I like you know, but I like Hugh Grant uh, movies, and this this is one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm using this as the flagship for my rom coms. Uh, Amy and I have watched this one together. There was a TV show that was also hmm. based off of this uh, that is really enjoyable. It's also based off a book, but I haven't read that. Uh, so we won't talk about that here, but you should read. Um, but this is a really, if, you, if you've never seen this movie, it's very fun and it's very enjoyable. And there, there is a winter slash Christmas theme about it. It's also about family and 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 love and kind of is, I don't know, there's a lot of really good elements. It's very funny and it, it'll get you right in the heart uh, for those, you know, those tear jerking moments. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I like this one quite a bit. Uh, it, it is, it's a good movie and it's, it's not a bad one. Uh, you can really pick, you know, any... In a Hugh Grant movie, I can't do Hugh Grant anymore. Oh my gosh, I got I got to practice Hugh Grant. Um, for when I see funeral is fun. Uh, you know, Notting Hill is fun, but this is my I think my favorite of the Grants. Um, I could have I could have gone like with when Harry met Sally or you know any, sure. it was my favorite all the time. Yeah, but but this this one I want to I wanted to spotlight something different. This is great. If you have never seen it, watch it. If you never watched the TV show, check it out. Uh, all of it is great. Charlie, we saw this in the theaters together. And, and, and we've been in love ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you used to you used to look at me like that. Boys looking up at Hugh Grant. That's how you used to look at me when you were a young little whippersnapper. True. true. Uh, they, they grow old so fast. That's a that's a young uh, Nicholas Holt, right? Yeah, yeah. From pre, uh, the X Men pre Beast, yeah, and and other things. Yeah, very funny, very good. There you go. All right, moving on number one what's my oh i remember what my number one is (laughs) it's not what you think it is charlie and tudong oh it's not oh it's not because what you're thinking is an actual doggone christmas movie doggone it so i went with gremlins oh because this this I think more than most movies really kind of walks the line of being a Christmas movie. You know, I think there could be an argument that this is a Christmas movie. Is there an argument against that? I, well, I if, you take Christmas if you take Christmas out of the plot, it doesn't change the movie at all. Oh, that's true. I mean, okay, that's true. That's true. It's, well, it's not like it, I think it adds to the setting. Like I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I think it's. I think you're absolutely right. I think it belongs on this list. But I mean, it doesn't. There's a scene where like Santa gets like attacked by the gremlins. You know, there's some funny moments, and it's snowy and it's nice. But I don't. If you took all that away and just had it in a snowy atmosphere taking place around if, Halloween if, if, if or whatever, substituted with the Easter Bunny, then then it's okay. Hey, I think it's still yeah, Easter, Easter Bunny getting eaten by gremlins, no problem. If this wasn't taking place at Christmas, though, there wouldn't be a movie because he got Gizmo as a Christmas present. Well, I mean, it could have been a birthday present. It could have been an Easter present. Nobody gets <laughs> Easter presents. <laughs> so, so just a, just a present because a dad loved his son. But anyway, oh, yeah. so so this one, I think this one, like, is so close to being a Christmas movie. And it takes place during really? Christmas, and Christmas is throughout this movie. Like I said, he gets he gets Gizmo for a Christmas present. You get the, the super depressing story about B.B. Cates' dad. And, oh, yeah. And why, some she dark, hates, some dark stuff. why she hates Christmas. 
uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's just, just Christmas all over this movie. Um, but ultimately... The dad I, still could have been the Easter Bunny, too, though. <laughs> My dad was burrowing under the house. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> right, this, can, can we linger here for just a second, yeah, bro, if you don't mind? totally. Are you guys aware that there's going to be a Gremlins 3? I, no, I did not know that. So uh, Zach Galligan has been quoted as saying that it's in the vein of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, and it might not ignore completely Gremlins 2, but it's like a direct sequel to the 1984 Gremlins movie. Well, I shouldn't say direct. I mean, it's a lot of years later, obviously. Sure. Uh, but it was, they were originally going to do it as like just a fresh reboot, uh, but then they, uh, they decided to, to swing it to swing it as a as like a continuation of the story so interesting um, also joe dante the guy that directed the first gremlins absolutely hated it hated this movie really and like it just every quote that he has is so infuriating because it's a really fun and 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 nice movie yeah and he had you know getting to direct it and he's just like so irritated by it uh, anyway i don't like him i don't care for him interesting yeah i mean it's gratitude because you got, you know, you've got Spielberg, you've got Chris Columbus that were involved. You got all these big names, and so yeah, Joe Dante, it's okay, man. It's okay, you made a great Get movie. Yeah, your Joe. You made a great movie. Just, just, just own it. And this movie holds up. I just watched this one recently with my kids. Yeah, they really yeah, liked me too. it. It's good. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. we had we had a we had a good time. I, I'm excited to show them Gremlins too, and now. Someday soon, hopefully Gremlins 3. I'm worried to show my kids Gremlins 2. I remember as a kid watching it and not liking it. So, uh, we'll But you weren't that. scared about it. No, no, I just Why didn't. Why would you be worried? I just didn't like it. It wasn't. It was very chaotic. Worried. It was. It was like they, it's like they didn't have a script and just kind of like tossed just, it out of there. Let's just pick crazy And there's like stuff. meta stuff in Gremlins 2 where he's taking shots at Gremlins 1. There's like a Gremlin thing where they're like, oh, we made it. It's a scary movie like for kids. You know, and, and like, he's taking shots at Gremlins in Gremlins 2. Guy's a jerk. <laughs> have, have you ever, Charlie, have you ever seen that Key and Peele ever show you that Key and Peele uh, uh, thing where they, they're just, they're doing like a pitch meeting and they're like, all right, we're just going to do, you know, Gremlins part two and we'll just kind of continue it on. And the guy comes in and he's like, Throwing out different ideas, and he, he's and they're all in the movie. Everything that they picked are actually, and then they're like, it actually made it in the movie. Did I show you that? That's excellent. That's no, excellent. no, but that sounds oh, fantastic. I've never heard of that. I'll have to look that up. All right, I can send it to both of you. So there is my number one non-Christmas Christmas movie, Gremlins. All right, Tudong, your number one is my number one Christmas, but not Christmas movie is the movie <laughs> Volunteers. Uh, now, I will admit, if you're looking at it at the actual at the actual movie, it is in no way held up uh, in any way that's good. It is actually, they don't get any sort of Thai language correct. It's a whole bunch of terrible stereotypes. But it is Tom Hanks. <laughs> Perfect that for a Christmas feeling movie. <laughs> so easy he is a slut in this movie and he is so sarcastic so sarcastic and john candy is so just he's right he's about as he's he's completely 100 percent just this absolute lovable energetic complete opposite 
And it, I, I love how that, that whole dynamic, but not only that, this is one of those movies that, although I've, I have shown to other people who have similar tastes in movies, this is one of those I can still quote with my mom and my younger brother, Reed. Um, we'll throw out a quote and, and, uh, and we'll, we'll <laughs> basically just us will kind of be able to uh, like throw out a quote back or, or do a whole scene or something along those lines. And it, it, I don't know that at, at uh, you know, when I, when I think of Christmas, I think of, I think of family, like at its, at its, you know, at its most, and then the connections that you have. And sometimes those connections are through movies. And this was one of those things that is very warm and dear to the heart, even though looking at the actual movie, ah, yeah, it, it doesn't hold up well, but besides that, it's it. I, I absolutely love it. So, so besides it not holding up well, and besides it have nothing to do with Christmas, it's the perfect Christmas. It's movie, very right? Christmas does happen. Okay, Christmas does happen. My grandmother even could quote this movie when I think about it. There, there is a scene where there's Christmas and New Year's and all that kind of thing. Uh, but I mean, these are the kind of thing like I would watch with family. When I think of uh, things between like myself, my mother, my grandmother, and my younger brother Reed, this is one of those things that kind of tethers right on through. And and for me, what more kind of Christmas thing is there than in that kind of connection with family? Agreed. There you go. I've I'll tell you what, up, what's I'm more. Never, I'm not I've it. never seen this movie before. Tom Hanks is really funny. He is so sarcastic. The dry wit that runs in the family, I mean, it, it's very, this is exactly kind of how it is. It is really, they go, they go on into the, you know, the Peace Corps and they go to Thailand and he, he switches places with a friend of his because he's getting out of a, out of a, a, a debt, a, a gambling debt. And they go over there looking down on these, on these magnificent Thai people, but they weren't there at all. They cast really other kinds of different things and it, the whole, that whole part of it. And when you hear them speaking whatever gibberish language that they think that language would be is, is uh... But Tom Hanks somehow still sells it. Come on, he is still, he still just gets, yeah. Hey, like family, it's imperfect, imperfect, but fun. There you go, there you go. All right, so there's two dogs, number one. Charlie, you're number one. My number one is, simply put, the category of Shane Black. Uh, and yeah. the flagship representation of this is the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is just a fantastic movie. But Shane Black has scripted many movies, uh, a lot of action kind of crime thrillers. Oh. Uh, and he has set the Christmas as the backdrop in at least six of them that I could think of. So Lethal Weapon, Last Boy Scout, Long Kiss Goodnight, which is underrated. Samuel L. Jackson, go see that if you can. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is fantastic. Iron Man 3, Iron, which... I was going to say, Iron Man the, 3, which... Yeah. And even The Nice Guys, which is streaming on Hulu. Uh, these are all Shane Black vehicles that have like a, a loose backdrop of Christmas. Uh, and, and one more Shane Black Christmas connection for you is that he is actually responsible for Die Hard being named Die Hard. Because he was writing really? a different script, and he, he was writing The Last Boy Scout, and it was mm. named... He was going to name it Die Hard. And... <laughs> uh, Die Hard was based on a novel called Nothing Lasts Forever. 
And, right, right, and right, so, yeah. so Joel Silver was like, hey, I, I don't like the title. You know, can I steal your title? And Shane Black's <laughs> like, okay. And so he let him steal the title. And so we, so he's responsible for Die Hard being it because you, no one's, no one's, no one's watching Die Hard as religiously as they do if it's, if it's, if it keeps the Nothing Lasts Forever title. I'm just saying, uh, that Nothing Lasts Forever Part Three. I mean, because Die Hard really did last forever. You couldn't kill the franchise. Nothing lasts forever implies you have to have only a few movies because nothing lasts forever. Sure. Uh, but you know. so uh, <laughs> and, and, I, and I will share one more Shane Black trivia in lieu of talking about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is fantastic. Is that really? he was uh, Hawkins in Predator and he was <laughs> killed off within seven minutes of the film because they brought him in to be in the movie because they wanted him to work on the script. Because he had written uh, Lethal Weapon and it had a bunch of buzz. and they, So the quote from uh, the producer uh, of Predator, John Davis, said, Shane was a really great writer who had just written this great script called Lethal Weapon. We wanted him to do a rewrite on Predator. So we put him in the movie because he's an actor. And we got him down here. And then we asked him to do a rewrite. And he said he was an actor in the movie and not a writer. So he was the first person we killed. He got killed seven minutes into the movie. Well, and didn't, <laughs> didn't Shane Black end up doing a predator and alien versus predator or the the new yep, predators yep. and it's, the predators? It's, come, it's come full circle yep yeah, yeah. so uh but anyways oh, i like I, I like uh i like the shame i like this kind of witty bantery kind of uh capery crimey movies uh and i think shane black just does a great job with those so give me any shane black for christmas but if i get to pick only one i'm taking kiss kiss bang bang robert downey jr's career mm-hmm. a lot of people think it was reinvigorated with iron man but before there was iron man there was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and everyone's like, whoa, Robert Downey's still alive, and he's pretty great. <laughs> really great. And Val Kilmer. Come on. Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer. Always great. He's a real genius. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of Val Kilmer's best performances. This this goes oh, up there. So with like, Brody, have you seen this? I don't think I have. Have you seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I don't think I have. Oh, Brody. Brody. Charlie, you I told you to watch movie. a lot of things on this podcast that you haven't seen, but I've never meant it more than I do right now. Okay. Watch this. All right. You'll love it, bro. Don't watch it with Absolutely. the kids. Don't watch it with the kids? Why not? Don't watch it with watch. the kids. But you can watch it with, watch it with, with, your, with your lovely wife. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I considered putting Iron Man 3 on my list. But, so, I'm glad that you got a Shane Black. Um, I'm glad that each one of mine doesn't in any way, the the sliverest bit of Christmas out of all. You <laughs> just kind of it's like it's like you drew wow. movie names out of a hat. <laughs> you look at your DVD collection, you're like that one. That one. I took a, I took I took some darts and I was just kind of like. <laughs> hey, 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 you know what? You're hey, gonna hey, tell hey, you how to you celebrate Christmas. Michael J. Fox uh, uh, um, DVD kind of set. With the secret of my success, which is where, by the way, I'm Christmas or something, but I still appreciate it. That's yeah, very Christmassy. I know, and I got you to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kept telling you how great it was, and I'm glad you finally got around to watching it. Finally got around. I watched it with you, as a matter of fact. <laughs> All right. All right. You guys have anything else to add to this? Or should we wrap no, it what, up? I mean, what, what, let's wrap. Hey, let's Christmas wrap and paper it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Well, Merry Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you all. How, whatever movies speak of this time of year, whether it's uh, a mostly racist Tom Hanks vehicle uh, like Volunteers or, you know, a, a wonderful family film like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. 
Uh, settle in with someone someone that you love, even if it's just that person is you, yourself. Sure. Watch a good movie this time of year. Uh, enjoy a roaring fireplace. Stay warm. And make sure you keep coming back for more content. Like, subscribe, and check out uh, Santa Claus Beard over there. He's got more videos below him. Uh, no, but videos are... below you. Subscribe below me. Ah, well, you know, you're seeing it. I'm not. So you can do it. <laughs> I believe in all of you. Thank you. You're the real, you're the real gift of this season. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>